Hello, 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 and welcome to a catch game theme edition of the Big D podcast. Before I bring in the night special guest, please subscribe, like, share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We're not hoping to make you money, but uh, we have become more noticed. We've got plenty of content, not just on the website, but coming soon. And uh, we're, we're happy that you're here to uh, see anything. Well, Back for his weekly uh, DFS segment is my buddy Charles Sears. Charles, uh, are you uh, believe that week one's out of the way? Have you figured out a game plan for how you will construct your lineups going forward? Uh, for cash, I'm I feel confident. Um, luckily, my cash game lineup uh, won money. Uh, for GPPs, I feel like I have no idea what's going on. Um, with the Tennessee game, the Green Bay side of the game, um, also buying into so much chalk, uh, cheap, bad chalk that I sort of talked about. Um, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast last week, but um, I had so much Callaway, Pittman, Elijah Moore, and I was just not happy with rostering them later in the week. And I definitely want to get off of them, and I could not get off of them in time. Um, also, Najee Harris. Um, I had a lot of Najee Harris because I loved his price point and the game and everything, and that game just not only was it the under, but Najee Harris didn't even do anything when he was on the field the entire game when the offense was on the field. So it's just like I don't know what he has to do to get points. Maybe start playing uh, defensive back or something. <laughs> Maybe maybe be long snapper, kicker, punt returner, kick returner, or anything because there were a few disappointments. I mean, uh, yeah, Aaron, uh, that was it was definitely interesting. That's for sure. Aaron, uh, the, the Bengals Minnesota game. Um, luckily, I had a decent amount of mixing, so it's just like the fact that Bengals were winning that game. It was sort of reverse of what I thought the game was going to be, but worked out for me having uh, the mixing part of my lineups. I, 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 T. Higgins saved me from that game. <laughs> Looking back on, it, I'm thinking, why the heck didn't we use Joe Burrow at quarterback? That would have made that would have made a lot of sense, right? Uh, a little in cash, a little bit. Um, I felt like everyone was going to be playing him. Um, and the one thing is, like, um, I, I, I like paying down for quarterbacks and bare minimum for quarterbacks in cash games. Just so I could play my stud running backs, uh, my stud tight ends, um, you know, good number one wide receivers on teams. Um, so that that's sort of like where I'm at with quarterbacks. So, but I mean, like Burrow, um, what was the other guy? Uh, I can't think of his name now. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Everyone was talking about Jalen Hurts. Uh, let me see if I can find someone's lineup on here. Kyle Murray was very popular. He was. Like he was seven point two percent. Tannehill. Uh, let me see if I could find another one. Sam Darnold was oh, Sam Darnold was seven percent. That's kind of higher than I thought. Well, I guess he's cheap. Oh, Jalen Hurts was super chalky in this uh, five dollar massive double up. He was thirty nine point eight percent. Well, forty percent of the field had Jalen Hurts. Well. Well, lucky for you, I've got one of my line, one of my lineups available on the screen from last week. There you can see it. Uh, I am a spunky thirty three hundred on a, and uh, as you can see, this was a head to head from last week. I I somehow won despite only getting 109 points. Usually, if you only get 109 in a head to head, you're not in good shape. As you can see. Uh, oh, so this is a head to head. Well, yes. your guy had Fitzpatrick, though. Man, that's bad luck. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I guess he's paying down for quarterback, so there's nothing wrong with that. He paid up for Christian McCaffrey. James James Robinson was definitely bad luck. Who's his flex? I want to check this out. Myers. Okay. But okay, so this is one thing about oh man, both of you guys are doing this. Uh playing four wide receivers in cash. To me, 
I'm just not a fan of that. I would rather have three running backs because the floor on your running backs are a lot higher on average than wide receivers are. Um, but he's also playing Trotman too. That's kind of crazy. Just straight up, just like hopefully he catches for a touchdown. And obviously he had the wrong tight end. <laughs> yeah, maybe he should have used Johnson. Like th- this guy, this almost looks like he had Brandon Cooks. I, I had Brandon Cooks in my cash game lineup. It felt GPP-ish to play him, but he's the clear number one wide receiver on that team. Like it's Brandon Cooks. Like you know what kind of productivity and skill you have there. Um yeah, Tyler Boyd. I don't know, like his lineup isn't terrible, but I, I think having a um a Cincinnati wide receiver is kind of risky too because he sort of ate it there where he doesn't know who's getting the balls, who's getting the touchdowns. They all different. What was it? Like Jamar Chase had like seven targets. Um, Higgins had six and then Boyd had five. It's just like, I don't think any Cincinnati uh, wide receiver is cash game playable with those numbers. Do you agree? I thought, be honest, I thought T. Higgins was the only catch game wide receiver, Bengal wide receiver with the playing catch game. It seemed like he was rock solid. I didn't know what to think of Jamal Chase in his center field. Be, be honest, I didn't know whether Boyd would even see the field. And it turned out Higgins and Chase sold the field more than Boyd. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like, like when all three wide receivers are – one target difference. It's just like it's it's almost like rostering a Tampa Bay wide receiver. We'll we'll see what happens with Mike Evans, but I'm sure Mike Evans is going to have like a, a 10 target game and Chris Godwin's going to have like a three target game this season. It's just you know whoever's open. And I sort of got that feel from just watching that game. It's just like there wasn't a clear number one, but they have three athletic capable good skill players that can catch the ball and do whatever. So, you know, Jamar Chase and Higgins had this week, Tyler Boyd could easily be the best wide receiver this week and the following next five weeks, just because, you know, he was just a little bit more open because they game plan towards Higgins and uh, Jamal Chase. So it's just, I, I think, I think Cincinnati wide receivers are sort of like in a bad spot right now until there's a clear number one. Because that's the thing with cash games. Like, you want the person that gets all the targets. That's why you both have Ridley up there. That's why he has Brandon Cooks up there, and you have a Chenault Jr. up there. Because how many targets does Chenault end up having? Uh, Chenault got seven. Chenault called seven balls for 50 yards. From well, how, many, how many targets did he have? That's the thing. I don't know, I don't know how many Chenault. So, with, with seven targets, like, he, like, say, like, he missed two of them. Yeah, nine. Seven and nine packs. Yeah, just having nine targets. That right there, just boom, cash game play. Um, I mean, so and, I mean, be, and be honest, looking back on it, I don't regret Houston Chanel. I think Tegan's was fine. I mean, if you asked me today and said, what have you seen Robinson against the Texans? Heck yeah, whatever. The, the big thing. the best matchup he would see all year. Like, realistically, I would say Callaway and maybe Pitts were the bad ones in your lineup. Uh, Pitts, maybe. Well, I say Pitts because you have Pitts and Ridley. And it's just like, you know, they're sort of like fighting for targets. They're not fighting for targets, but I mean, they could like, they could have 15 between both of them every week. So it's like, who's going to get the more targets? And I, I was thinking that Ridley was going to get, get more targets than Kyle Pitts, but everyone was all over Kyle Pitts. Like, he had to have been one of the chalkier uh, tight ends. I don't know if I could find one with him. I mean, be honest, usually I pay down a tight end in catch games, unless it's like – He was 66%. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Um, he won't be 66% this week. No, but I he's, – he's priced up this week, so he's definitely – but, like, I, I would say, like, the biggest flaw in your lineup, like, with that many people playing Callaway, like, it felt good not playing in my cash lineup, but it could have been 
too wrong, if that makes sense. Like, if that many people are playing Callaway, then you just have to differentiate uh, at other spots. And playing Callaway on your lineup sort of seems like a bust. Like, that was, like, I wasn't a fan of Kyle Pitt, or not Kyle Pitts, um, Pittman or Callaway on New Orleans. And it's just like, you know, they they bit, they bit us in the butt. Because I, I put Pittman in my cash game lineup and – he well besides Jacksonville's defense, which got negative three points, Pittman was the next lowest one at five points. Oops. Yeah, but with, with my cash game lineup, I ended up paying up for Kelsey. Do you want me to show it? Yeah, I'm gonna see. Yes, could you show your could you show your cash game lineup to see the difference between your and my lineup? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank goodness for Colin Murray last week. Otherwise, I would have been in a ward of hurt. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's see. Uh, share screen. I cannot share my screen right now. Uh, <clears throat> hold on. Yo, should be good now. All right. Boom. There we go. All right. So can you see my lineup? Yep. So right here, I pay down to Mac Jones. Only 1% of the field had Mac Jones. Um, so um, I'm just in a big – my fundamentals for cash game is just paying down for Mac Jones just so I can have, like, Kamara, Kelsey, and then I get put Gibson and Mixon in my lineups and not be worried about it. Um so I was happy with the running back situation. Definitely mix in. Kamara was a bust, but you're if you're paying that much for a running back, you're just you're paying that much for a running back for raw points. You're not looking for obviously four or five x. Like very rarely are you going to have someone at up eight thousand or more, even price seven thousand or more, get more than five x on their price point. So you know you're paying for raw points just to help out your lineup and everything like that. So, I mean, I can't hate the 18 points because it is a double up. So I did end up cashing. Um, Gibson, I was fine with. It it was kind of like that fumble sort of killed me, but it is what it is. Uh, And then my wide receiver is probably the biggest question mark of this lineup. Um, Brandon Cooks, I was super high on him because – he's the number one guy there, like in that wide receiving core, like it's Brandon cooks and no one else in my eyes. So that's why I, I felt comfortable rostering him. He ended up getting only seven targets, but five catches for 132 yards. Definitely helps with that bonus too. Uh, Devontae Smith um, felt like he was a clear cut. Number one there. It ended up, I don't know if he led the uh, target shares, compared to Goddard, but that was just uh, me taking advantage of Atlanta's poor defense um, and him being the number one guy. Uh, Pittman Jr., like I said, I hated him. Apparently, he wasn't as chalky as I thought he was going to be, 9%. I definitely, you know, could have put, like, I don't know who was around 4,100 that felt comfortable there, but – you know, four targets. I I don't want to play anyone in my lineup with four targets. Um, I wouldn't eat. I wouldn't eat that. That was a, yeah. that was a whole bad game for the cold offense. If anyone owned Colson once, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., I deeply apologize for you. Yeah, it, I mean that's just not a good uh, roster lineup because, like, yeah, those are good GPP darts if you splash them around and not. Like if you're less than this percent of the field and then if they hit, you know, you're with that percentage, but if they miss, you're not getting like tanked on it. And then, you know, I got Kelsey up here. Kelsey felt like a a smash spot that he was going to earn me, you know, 20 plus points to my lineup. I mean, Travis Kelsey seems like to me he's never a bad catch play. The only problem is I don't have the money for him. I mean, that's one reason why I sort of paid down for uh, my quarterback. Like, 
this lineup here cash. I don't know how often 142 is going to cash. 143 is going to cash. Uh, this is the min cash right here at 124 this week. But this is also a five dollar double up. So who knows? Um, ignore this one. This is like a random lineup that I made because I tried to put Adams, Kamara, and Kelsey in the same lineup. And I completely forgot to change this one. Like, I think I just made this like just tinkering around and it saved. And I didn't notice it until after the games had started and I couldn't change after, it. After a lot of minutes, like, oh, rats. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Jackson, like even Jaguars defense, like they got me minus three and I still cashed. Um, and double ups, I'm probably just going to start playing the, the men wide receiver um i mean the men uh tight ends even though i got uh the um the browns tight end right now my current uh cash game lineup um i mean this just shows you like you know your defense doesn't really matter your quarterback doesn't really matter because for your running backs and what more what your running backs and receivers do yeah because i you okay? Unless, I'm sorry, my yeah, my, my dog like screamed out a big yell. Unless you felt like unless you felt like Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, one of these dual threat options, it may be better just to well. So, uh, sort of to go back on that, like, like Jalen Hurts, like this guy played Lindsey in a in a cash game lineup, and Russell Gage, like this guy. This lineup is just like and Debo Samuel, like like Corey Davis was a fine play. Corey Davis was a clear number one in, in uh New York. But like if Debo Samuel and like Terry McClure, I think uh scary Terry was that was just a bad beat all around. Um with Fitzpatrick going down, it just wasn't a good look for scary Terry fans. Or owners. Or any Washington football team skill position players. Yeah. But, I mean, like, look at this lineup. Like, this lineup is just – it's a very GPP lineup. Like, you know, you got Russell Gage here, Debo Samuels. Like, you you didn't know that he was the number one guy. Like, a lot of people were talking about Brandon Ayuk as being the number one guy there. You knew Brandon Ayuk and a Sarah when uh, deep doo-doo. Yeah, like – this lineup right here, like, like this one, that, that lineup looks more like I can what I would expect in a cash game because my, wow, Marvin Jones, fifty one percent. I was definitely I missed that. I should have used all Marvin Jones. I didn't think he was going to be. Um, I didn't think he was going to be fifty one percent. But to be fair, like Marvin Jones got his value at the very end of the game when he scored that touchdown. Hey, you know what? I mean, even if you take away that touchdown, five catches for 70, 70 yards would have worked just fine at 3,600. No, 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 no. If you take away that touchdown, he only has four catches for – what? do you know how long that touchdown was? It was – I don't think it's going to show it there. But, like, it, it was like a bomb, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Like, like that, that's why I didn't like rostering uh, Marvin Jones – in my cash game lineup because it was just like, like apparently, I mean, he was the chalk, but it's just like, you know, like without that very last touchdown catch, like he has only four catches. 33 yards. Oh, so it was his longest one too. So he would have four catches for 44 yards. So that would have been eight points. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, like you sort of got rewarded there. Hey, it doesn't matter how you get the points, just how just get the points. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just points. But I mean, like, realistically, even if we take that touchdown away, he had eight targets. Eight targets at 3,600. What do you think? Like, at the end of the day, that's that's a smash play. Like, you play that all day. Um, how, many targets, how many targets did Cheetah get? Did who? Did Cheetah get? 15. 
15. Jesus. Is he ever a bad? Is he ever? I mean, he's more on GPP play, but is Cheetah ever a bad play in DFS? No, I don't think so. Hill and Kelsey are in Mahomes. I don't think, I think those could be, you can easily just put them in your lineup and just be fine with it. Throwing like this one right here. Like, let's see what the highest one is 197. Hertz, Chubb. Chubb was only, okay. But his price tag was kind of high, but he definitely produced mixing. Like, that seems more like, a, I know Nick Chubb may not have seemed like a catch play, but that seems more like a catch lineup. I mean, Hertz, Chubb. Well, the, the problem with this lineup that's against my, what I was taught as a, um, when cash games were taught to me, it's just you're playing four wide receivers. And it's just like the floor on four wide receivers compared to three running backs and three wide receivers, your natural floor is a lot higher with three running backs, three wide receivers. So that's why I'm just in, I'm stuck in that. I got to play three running backs because they could easily just get you a couple points. But then this guy also played Conklin. This is just a wild lineup. You imagine he's not, stack, he, he's not stacking anyone. So I mean, that's imagine if he played that lineup in a millionaire. That's crazy. He's got Landry and Chubb up here. Well, Landry might have been a good cash game play because Odell was super questionable before game time. T. Higgins, Tyreek, and then your Bronco defense. I mean, I don't like. I don't want to say that this lineup got lucky to score this many points. I mean, it's a double up, and he only scored 54 points more than me. But, I mean, in cash games, like, you're just looking to get above the cut line. You want to be better than, like, the 45% of the – or 55% of the field. It's so almost you, like, it's almost like making the weekend – making the weekend in golf. You want to make the cut. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't need to, like, blow it out and get 197 points. Um, you just need to be above the cut line. Now, that doesn't mean, like, your top cash game lineups or your cash game lineups, you know, can't go off. Because, essentially, you're putting in the people, like, Hawkinson, like, you know, 10 targets. Like, everyone knew, or at least I knew. I felt like I knew. Um, that Hawkinson was going to go off, and I played a lot of him in GPP because of his price tag, too. Um, like everyone was well, I guess only 12% played T Higgins, Debo statement. Like, this is amazing that like this many people played Debo, and he wasn't even the number one. Like, I thought right now you can George Kittle was supposed to be high on the depth chart, and then all of a sudden, Debo Samuel turned into Jerry Rice, yeah. Which is just a crazy thing because the the way the game script was, it, you're like, all right, San Francisco's going to go up, and they're going to start running the ball. And then Mustard got injured, so it's just like, all right, we're just going to keep throwing the ball. And then the crazy thing is when Detroit almost came back and won, or at least tied, I should say, when they almost tied the game. All right, let's uh. Well, now we go from week one to uh, week two cash team lineups and uh. Let me see, and uh, we've got so many lineups here. I can't find one. Let me see. Oh, I got one here. I've got... so how many? How many cash game lineups do you like playing every week? Uh, it, it varies. It varies, but uh, I've got I've got a lineup you will like here. So, on on the lineup question, the follow up. Um, what is, um. What do you call it? Um, how many? So, how many cash game lineups do you make in one week? I have for it, one week in general. I, I usually make a few, but I usually play them in like different contests. I make like one, one, but this week I think I want to make three. Okay, so I'm in the house of, uh, well, I guess not the house, but my my logic is you just make one cash game lineup and you just go with it because it's like the best combination that you can think of that works out, but it's also, I also do that because I'm also in the, I pay down for quarterbacks. 
So usually there's only like one to two quarterbacks down there that I want to roster anyways. Either the min price quarterback that's going to get me 15 points, 20 points, or, you know, 15 points, 15, 17 points. That's all I'm looking for when I pay down a quarterback. But then it's just like um, if I make different lineups, I've noticed that a lot of them are very similar. They just have like one to two things different about them. And it's just like, why make several different lineups when I'm just, I, I feel a lot better paying down a quarterback. And then I can find my plays that way. Like, I feel like when you pay up in quarterback, you got to play, you got to find some punt plays like under 4K that are just super, that are too questionable for my liking in cash games. So that's why, that's the main reason why I sort of paid down a quarterback because I want to make the least amount of punt plays under 4,000K as possible in my lineup. So uh, as you can see with my lineup, I've got <laughs> Russell Wilson quarterback, Nick Chubb, Dave Montgomery, Alvin Kamara as my backs, Cooper Cup, KJ Hamler, Cedric Wilson's my wideouts, no offense, my tight end, and Charger defense. Do you, so, yeah, go for it. And I am following your philosophy of three running backs. So – the only thing that I do not like about your lineup. I know what you're going to say, that I'm playing two cheap wide receivers. Well, no. Maybe, because I don't know what the deal with Wilson is yet. Um, I would just rather, I think Gallup and Cooper are going to be the better cash game plays and like the backup. Because like even Blake Jarwin could see an uptick on his targets because he's got chemistry there with uh, Dak Prescott in previous seasons. If Jarwin's still on the team, I don't even know if Jarwin's on the team. Yeah, he is. Um, okay. So, like, that that wasn't even the point. But, I mean, like, that's questionable. But you're playing two Denver receivers. Now, Hamler may get an uptick just naturally because of Jerry Judy's um, uh, just missing from uh, the lineup, but Corlin Sutton is there. Tim Patrick gets a lot of red zone targets. Uh, Hamler missed that wide open bomb. And if you don't, if you take out that wide open bomb that he missed, he was only targeted three times. His uptick with Judy out. I'm saying uptick a lot like that. That must be my phrase of the day or word of the day, but I don't see the number of targets going up that much to make Hamler a cash game play because they're almost like Denver almost feels like a, a Cincinnati offense where they have plenty of young athletic wide receivers that can catch the ball and then go to Cortland Sutton or they can go to Hamler or they can go to Tim Patrick or they can go to Noah Fant. I do like Noah Fant though in cash. So I would see if you can mix around Wilson and Hamler, see if you can get a little bit more solid of uh, more targeted wide receivers. I mean, could I play Dak? Could I play Dak? I mean, if you're going to play Dak, I mean, you're big on Herbert. Why not just play Herbert then? I know know you like Herbert. True. And then that gives you four thousand. You're still leaving Hamler in there, though. Like this is this is one thing in cash. Like I don't like stacking games, or at least on the same side of the ball. I don't like game stacking. So like, if you got Hamler and Fant, they're essentially fighting for targets, but then they're also fighting for targets with the other three wide receivers that are capable of catching the ball on that team. So I think I like the Noah Fant thing. Hamler is just like kind of questionable like he's very touchdown dependent it feels like when when you have someone that's like six targets or less as a wide receiver you're depending on them catching the touchdown Ooh, we're going back to the marvin jones well cole beasley randomly had like a bunch of targets he had what uh 12 targets yeah the problem is that doesn't look like a sexy lineup that just looks like a whatever lineup well, you're not going for sexiness. I know you want, so, you want meat and potatoes. 
Exactly. Like you, you're not trying to get first. You're not trying to get 200 points in a cash game. It's nice if you get 200 points because you're pretty much locked in. But at the end of the day, like you just need to get above, you know, 48%, 45%, whatever the payout is in the double ups. So it's just like, that's not a pretty one. And I, I would probably go back and uh, look at it again because like, I'm not a fan of Wilson. That almost that feels like a Callaway Pittman dart, I, where it's just like if he goes I off. I think cool. the Cowboys are going to throw the ball, and Wilson could be that in that Michael Gallup role. Thirty-one hundred. I've got to find money somewhere. I think. Yeah, I think Wilson's. Is there no one else down there near that price point? Uh, let me see. I don't think there's. I don't think because if you don't want to play Beasley, you don't have to play Beasley. So. Realistically, what what's our like? What's the definites in this lineup? Because you can even just pay down in uh, defense. Just drop the Chargers defense. You you saw my lineup. I cashed in the massive with a uh, defense that got me negative three points. Like maybe not Houston, but I mean they are going to run the ball. But like let's look at the defenses. What defense down here could do something? Tennessee. Tennessee could randomly. Uh, get like a sack or two, maybe an interception against Seattle. Um, Seattle look, they look good. They, you know, they weren't blowing down the doors or anything like that. Yeah. But I mean, they look good. Hmm, that's an interesting lineup. Only and see, now you get Renfro. You're able to pay up for Renfro, and that might be. That's more of a. Yeah, I'd like a Helen Renfro this week. Especially- I think. I think who's uh, Oakland playing again? Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. So knowing your take on that game, that's kind of more Renfro is a GPP play because you think the Steelers are just going to stomp the Raiders, but Renfro got the targets. He, he got what? Nine targets that game that, that can easily just be a good winning lineup right there where, you know, you got Beasley Beasley, you know, is he going to see the same double-digit targets again? Probably not. But, um, you know, playing against Miami, Miami's defense looks okay against New England. There's a lot of talk about that defense being good. Uh, Buffalo's only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The line opened at three, so that means the bookmakers think that, you know, the Bills are only three-point favorites in the game. It doesn't matter what the line is now. I'll let something big happen. Hmm. Um, what about this line if I just created? I got Mac, Camara, Chubb, Cooper Cup, Renfo, Chenault, Fant, Keenan Allen, Titans D. The the fourth wide receiver is the only thing that I don't like. <laughs> You're gonna yeah, kill me with the fourth wide receiver. I, I mean that that's just against like cash game one on one when I was taught. Like it, it's. I think it's somewhat bad to be, for me, being so close-minded because, like, I can't open that thought process that I have because I also pay down a quarterback. So, like, you know, Mac Jones, Teddy Bridgewater is like a hundred dollars cheaper than Mac Jones. So, I just, you know, I'll click Teddy Bridgewater's name up there, and he's probably going to get me, you know, against a bad Jacksonville team, you know. 15 points. I'm just saying the Jets aren't exactly aren't exactly ward, ward. No, and there's nothing wrong. Mac Jones was the first quarterback in my first lineup that I made this week. And then when I saw Bridgewater was a little bit cheaper, it's like, all right, let me see if I can save some money and move things around and maybe upgrade a wide receiver or something like that. Um I've got I mean a, how many how many targets did uh Keenan Allen have? Because I know I know that game was kind of like weird. Because with Fitzpatrick now being on the field. 13. 13, yeah. Keenan Allen's never a bad cash play, if you ask me. He's always so consistent. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that I hate your lineup. Just looking at it, I can't say that I do not like it. But I just don't like the four wide receivers. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I'm playing Chase Edmonds and you're playing Chanel Jr. I think Chase Edmonds probably has a better floor 
than Chenault because especially because of matchup as well. So it was like, could you just put Chenault out and just put Chase Edmonds in and enjoy that? I don't know. I mean, do I use like the other San Francisco running back or just stay away from that mess entirely? I mean, you could, you definitely could do that. Um, I don't know how good Philly's def- like, so Atlanta's not really a good thing to base how good Philly's defense is, but realistically their front seven's really good. Like it, it's like almost a borderline all-star team. Like they at least have what three pro bowlers. Maybe Fletcher Cox is a little bit older now, but I mean, like he's still doing his thing at, um, at tackle. Um, you know, you got Brandon Graham still doing his thing. Um, I, I would rather take Chenault, put Keaton Allen in the main wide receiver and then just turn Chenault into like Chase Edmonds or, something around there because like who's Arizona playing against they're playing uh, against Minnesota yeah we saw what Mixon did against Minnesota so why don't I just put Chase Edmonds there and get some of the rushing produ- production there because y- y- like you know, how many points how many points would you be happy with Chanel double digits I mean Chase Edmonds probably gets you that without even thinking I think like, that- if- even on a bad game, I think he gets you double digits. I, I mean, the floor of Edmonds is probably what? 10, 9, 9. No, I, I, w- I would say the floor on Edmonds realistically is probably like 6 to 8. I'm thinking oh, I'm thinking more if he like caught a few passes. But if if not. Well, yeah, that's true. Because like how many, uh, can you look up how many uh, passes he caught? No, not T. Oh, Edmonds. Wrong one. Uber. <laughs> I, uh, wait. Sorry, I. Uh, I put the U instead of the O. So, uh, mm-hmm. caught four passes, caught all four of his passes. Uh, and he got four targets. So, that right there, like, with, we'll just say on average, he catches like two and a half passes. So, we'll just say two. Like he catches two for like 15 yards. That's three and a half points. And then if he got 40 yards and, and then if he got 50. Yeah. So, I mean, like his floor is realistically like eight, nine. I I would say around there. Like looking at one of the sites, ooh, it says his floor is 3.9. Oh, gosh. What is, I mean, those, is, those are just what, projections realistically. What is, like this gets Chenault's floor. These are projections now. Let's keep that in mind. These aren't um, stone or anything like that. What is it says she- his floor is 5.6. I, 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 so seeing Chase Edmonds floor being under four points, I don't think that's right. I think whoever wrote these, uh, the floor projections is definitely wrong. They haven't, they haven't seen, they haven't seen our boss yet. What do you mean? Maybe, maybe we need to get Kyle on the uh, projection order. Maybe we need Kyle to write up some more projections. Like, that's just crazy. Like, how, how can his floor be that low when he's getting four targets? Uh, like, there, there's no way. Especially, like, especially when Arizona's the favorite over a crappy Viking team. Yeah, like, they're going to be, like, if they're going to run the ball a little bit more often than they did against Tennessee, like, Tennessee was a blowout game, so... Why wouldn't this game be more of a blowout game? Yeah, that floor scene's definitely that, that was more of a Kyler Murray game. That was more Kyler Murray said. Kyler Murray, the DeAndre Hopkins, and Christian Kirk will win all the money. Yeah. So take a guess on who is the highest projected uh running back right now. Now, granted, these projections do change like every day. I will say that. Uh Nick Chubb. No, Nick Chubb's not even top 10. Holy mackerel. Hold uh, on. Let me check. One, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Uh C uh CMC. Nope. Oh gosh. Najee Harris. What in the <laughs> oh, this is a good spot too. I'm liking this one. Now th- this could be a GPP place, but I mean like Najee is 6300 and 
the fact that he saw 100 percent of the snaps that's he, the only reason why like people are all high on him and he's the same price he was and not just the same price he was last week like justin herbert the same price he was in a fall better matchup like Najee Harris, same price and probably a better matchup when the Seals could be running the ball more. I don't know if it's a better matchup with Los Angeles. I, like I think it is a better matchup with Vegas. Or I, I said Los Angeles. Yeah, Vegas. Um number two is uh Daryl Henderson Jr. Ooh, even against the cold front. I'm liking that. I'm liking Henderson playing at Indianapolis. Like he's shown that he is uh, producing there. Yeah. And did we even see Sony Michelle on Sunday night? Not much. No, but to be fair, that was like a, a, a pretty late. Uh, was it? Um, it wasn't or... Latavius Murray getting in what three hours notice and taking touches in the fourth quarter and overtime. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He got 16 rushes on 70 yards and a touchdown. He's got one target. Um, 16 rushes. I mean, I guess if he's working with 16 rushes, you can't really fault him at the price point, like 5,700. Like, I just think like Chase Edmonds at 4,900 is going to be the better floor play. You, you, you're going to use Chase Edmonds from the second straight week? More than likely. Um, it, it's just his price. His price didn't really change. Like, he was 4600 last week. He's 4900 this week. Like, I'm able to play. Now, granted, my lineup's not really all that great because I am paying up for defense. But, you know, because of what happened last week where my defense got negative three points, and I still paid up. I didn't even pay mid price for them for Jacksonville's defense. Like, you know, I, I could change this, but let me share my screen of what I'm working with. Why is it doing this? There we go. I think it just loves us. <laughs> so this is what I'm working with right now. I got Bridgewater, which I guess Bridgewater is the same price as Mac Jones. I thought it was a little bit cheaper, but they're both 5400 um, I guess I feel like Teddy Bridgewater's floor is a little bit higher than Mac Jones's in that game. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Nick Chubb, I'm pretty high on him this week. I am, I am high on Chubb and Montgomery too. Like, interesting like, with CD Lamb. Interesting with CD Lamb. So, with uh, Gallup out. <laughs> with 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 Gallup in, he got 15 targets. Now, granted, they were trying to keep up with Tampa Bay, so they definitely threw the ball a lot more often. So this could be easily Ezekiel Elliott week. But I think C.D. Lane will still get like seven, eight targets. But, I mean, with Gallup not in the lineup, he could easily get double-digit targets again. Uh, running back with Cooper because, you know, 10 targets. He's the man. Stafford loves him. Uh, I'm going with DJ Chark. 12 targets. 12 targets, and they could be playing from behind, but it's a much tougher defense this weekend, though. And it, I mean, it definitely is, but, like, I feel like – so, me being in a Denver homer, like, I definitely don't like that spot because I know how good our secondary is, or at least how young our secondary is right now, and they're really fast, and I'm, I like it. Um but then I got Noah Fant and Chris Edmonds here. So the, those like Noah Fant seems like a, a lock for me in cash. Like, I don't think I can ever get talked off of that one. Who's the defense we were talking about? Seattle or no Titans? Uh, Dallas's defense. No, no, I, don't, I, don't think I, I don't think the Chargers can put up that many points, man. What's the over under in that game? Uh, 53? 53. Oh, no, it's 55 now. Jeez. The line started at minus one. So that's one thing to remember. The uh, line only moved. I am, I am taking L.A. and the over in that game. I, I'm taking the Cowboys, especially when I got the Cowboys at like. I got the plus. better. Now, here's the thing. 
The Chargers might actually be the home team for this game. It will probably be a Cowboy game, Cowboy home crowd in Inglewood. No, it definitely could be. I got I I took Dallas at plus two and a half, but I'm also getting positive juice at plus one of the two on my bet. So I'm liking that. Um, but okay, let's just play put in Titans defense here. Now you've that got gives Keenan me seven K. Now you've got Keenan yeah. Allen. Boom. Got Keenan Allen with uh CD Lamb. Super game stack. What did I change this for? I have this... no idea. Okay, so I, I need to change that for all of them just to make sure. Um, I, I like this one a lot better. Like, Teddy Bridgewater and Mac Jones are the same price, so, like, I'm fine with either one. Um. So this would be the only case that I would maybe make two different cash game lineups and I'll just put Teddy Bridgewater in half of my money lineups and then Mac Jones in half of them. But that also seems like bad. If, if one of them does bad, then like, it's almost like a break even. Then it's like, why am I even playing cash? Um, If I do that, that that's the one main reason why I like playing one cash lineup. Because if um, you because if you win one of them, you're gonna win all of them. Exactly. And, um, if you lose, and if you lose one of them, you're gonna lose all of them. Either either you win big or you lose big. Like you can't like half win. You can't so, like switch. No, and that's the thing. Like you can't half win, but the like what what's the what's actually the win rate on these contests? I think it depends. Let me let me look up the, the massive. I mean the massive five dollar one. So fifteen. I think that'd be the seven or seven fifty. So fifty two fifty five cash. Nope. I don't know why I opened Photoshop. <laughs> Where's my calculator? It'd be like forty seven. And then how many people? Uh, I can't see how many are in this store. Oh no, it says positions paid ten thousand entries. Okay, here we go. Twenty two nine eight eight. So ten thousand divided by twenty two nine eight eight. So forty three percent of the field, forty three and a half. So I have to be better than that many people in the field. So it's just like it's like making the weekend in golf. Yeah, pretty much like you, you said, like, you know, making the cut and everything like you're just you're just trying to do something with your lineup where it's just like you're just trying to make an overall solid lineup like you're not trying to win a GPP. And that's the big thing that I think a lot of people will sort of lose sight on or maybe in like the lower double ups, they don't realize like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be playing Debo Samuel. Um or I shouldn't be playing like Callaway or Pittman because those aren't really good like cash game plays at the end of the day. Like those are more like GPP darts. Like the, the more I thought about it, the more I definitely did not like Callaway and Pittman. And Pittman only only 9% of the people in that double one double up played. But it's just like, Callaway was like what 60 something or along that line. Like he was high 50s or 40s. Like it's just it's crazy. And it was like there was nothing out there that said like Callaway was going to be the number one. When like you look at Brandon Cooks and it's just like you know Brandon Cooks is going to be number one in Houston last week. Like you knew he was going to do something. Like he even though he only got little amount of targets, like he still pulled in two touchdowns because he's Brandon Cooks. Now, does that make that a good uh, cash game play probably not because it's more touchdown dependent and on DraftKings you're looking for the targets because being a full point PPR like just catching nine of nine targets like you get so far ahead in your value right there where like you only get four targets you know you need a touchdown with four targets to be good cash game 
or to be good in cash game, not be a good cash game play. Yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how these cash games go because because yeah, a lot of people want the want to play GPPs max out 150 million airlines, but you know what? There's a life of making 25 bucks here, 50 bucks here, and just taking on the next one. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Jacoby Myers at 5100. Actually, my opponent used Jacoby Myers in one of my lineup against he, me last week. That could be another punt play no, where no, I actually think Nelson Aguilar was the number one in New England, but that's just me. I think Aguilar was the number one, but that's just me. What do you mean, number one in targets or just the number, the number one, one wide receiver? Number one receiver. Uh Yes and no. Um, Aguilar is definitely the more experienced guy on the team. He couldn't catch a ball in Philly. And then when he went to – who did he play for before he played for the Raiders. Patriots? Yeah. Then he started showing up a lot more in random games. Like, he wasn't consistent by any means, but um, he was only targeted seven times. But Aguilar is a different wide receiver compared to Myers, I, I believe. I think uh, Nelson's kind of smaller wide receiver. Like a, I don't know if he played a lot of slot, but I feel like he's a, the smaller wide receiver compared to Myers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that's that's going to. Well, be- he's six foot, six feet. That's going to be an interesting. That's going to be an interesting one to look at this week. So, thanks for hopping on. Thanks for talking cash games with me, Charles. And uh, hopefully, uh, we are, are bringing in the green this weekend. I know, right? Um, it, it was definitely a bad weekend, but I'm looking to bounce back with restructuring what I'm playing with, and I'm going to do two thirds of my bankroll on cash games this week and then i'm going to do one third of it on gpp so i'm hoping that's going to help me be a little bit more producing more winning weeks even though they could be smaller wins anything green is a good green like that's one saying in poker i always say like well if you're up 100 after playing all day it sucks but i mean at the end of the day it's better than losing a thousand dollars so Oh, trust me. I know a few play. I know a few people who've lost, who've lost, and it just changes your whole attitude. You you're so mad, and you stop thinking, "Gosh, why didn't I play that one hand better?" Mm-hmm. Be up instead of down the night. So uh, thanks for hopping on, Charles, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, buddy. Talk to you later.